One of my favorite things to do as a baby priest is to be able to visit young families and to perhaps maybe from time to time sit down and share a meal with them, specifically young families, because I learn a lot about spiritual fatherhood. I learn a lot about who God is and how he works when I'm able to see moms and dads in action, loving and taking care of their little ones. And so I was blessed to have dinner not too long ago with some dear friends of mine who, God bless them, have four children under the age of five. And so we were gathered uh, at the dinner table, and uh, of course, these little kids, as we're eating dinner, are all about doing it their way, on their terms, by themselves, relying on themselves. So dinner went absolutely everywhere except where it was supposed to go. And so mom, God bless her, jumps in, and I think this is just a gift of motherhood. I think a lot of moms have the gift But she jumped in and she just like became this totally different person and she starts performing. You know, here comes the airplane, right? All kinds of fun sounds and voices and imitations. And what is mom trying to do in that moment? Everything that she possibly can to get her children to open themselves to receive what is good for them. Our mother, the church, this Sunday is doing the exact same thing for us for the readings that she proposes to us. She is calling us, imploring us, encouraging us, doing all that she can to tell us to do what we can to open ourselves to receive the goodness and the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we're told in the second reading by St. Paul that it all comes down to the resurrection. Either it happened or it didn't. If it happened, there should be no Uh, no greater news there was no greater victory that the world has ever seen if the resurrection didn't happen then christians are the most pitiable of all people and priests i would be the stupidest person in the church today if jesus did not rise from the dead because i have devoted my life to that truth and to the power of the gospel that is unleashed because jesus rose from the dead We find ourselves, brothers and sisters, living in a culture that would tell us that, you know, Jesus is a nice, open-minded hippie from history who taught some cool things and loved everybody. And Jesus is a lot of those things. But if Jesus rose from the dead, he is not just those things. If Jesus rose from the dead, he is who he says he is. And he didn't claim to be a nice teacher with a good moral code that maybe we should listen to from time to time. If he is who he says he is, this man is God. And the greatest attribute of God is not that he's nice, not that he loves us. Those are great things. But the greatest attribute of God that our mother of the church wants to draw our attention to this morning is that God is utterly inconquerable. By his nature, God is utterly inconquerable. Unlike Patrick Mahomes in that area. We live in a region of the world that would look to people and to things to be the source of power and victory in their lives. And we look everywhere but to the one who has conquered sin and death. And so if the resurrection happened, that should be a game changer in our lives. And we should make that and the power that has been unleashed there the foundation upon which we live. But in order for that to be the foundation upon which we live, We have to make the decision to get over ourselves and to let that power be what moves and stirs and leads and frees and heals and sends us out. 
rather than our own reliance on ourselves. Because what happens when we rely on ourselves and we do it our way on our terms and it's all about me and I, we make a mess of dinner. And not just dinner, but our whole lives. And so the church really calls us to consider in this moment today, how is it that we are living? And so I'm going to propose this by offering you an, an image. You ready for this? I'm going to date myself, and with, with me, I might date some of you in the church today. Does anybody remember what life was like before iPhones? Do you remember all the way back a gazillion years ago before we had iPhones? Long ago when I was growing up, and maybe when some people here were a little bit older even than I was, when we would go on family vacations, we would take our camera and that camera wasn't like a snap and upload and we could show the entire world where we were exactly in that moment. We actually had to take a picture and then eventually take that film upon which the image was impressed to uh, some sort of camera place, maybe Walgreens or Walmart or something like that. And then we had to come back days later. Can you believe this, kids? We had to come back days later in order to see the image that had been impressed upon the film. And so that film would be taken into a dark room and if light was shown a little too quickly in that dark room as that image was being pressed onto the film and developed out of it, if light got cast into that dark room a little bit too quickly, that would ruin the image that was being produced on the film. And so the church, in a very beautiful way this Sunday, invites her children to consider, are they seeking to be developed by God and the power of his resurrection into living images, witnesses of the one who rose from the dead? Or the children of God seeking to be discovered by the light of the world? Am I looking to be developed by God or discovered by the world? Because there's a fundamental difference in how I live based off of those two different things. Because if I am seeking to be developed by the Father who is good and who is trustworthy in that dark room, that hidden place in my life and in my heart, that means that I am making the goal of my life being formed, freed, and healed by the power of the resurrection of Jesus. And I will become a living image of him. But that happens in darkness, in hiddenness, in silence. And that happens when we are brave enough, honest enough, and humble enough to let our Father in to that dark room of our hearts, to love us, to see us, to free us, and to heal us by the power of the resurrection of his Son. And that actually is very difficult for us to have happen in our lives when we are out trying to be discovered by the world, right? The snap and upload culture that we're living in, this culture where the children of God need to be seen, noticed, praised, accepted, liked, fitting in, all the things, that's going to make it really hard for us to let the Father impress upon us in the dark room of our hearts the living image of his Son. And so am I seeking to be developed by, by God into an image of Christ, or am I looking to be discovered by the world? If I'm seeking to be discovered by the world, I'm opening myself up to also be canceled by the world. But the Father never cancels his children, because by virtue of baptism, he looks at us and he sees us as his own. And he says to each of us, you belong to me, period, end of, end of discussion, end of story. We are the beloved children of a father who is good. And that father challenges us today to open ourselves to receive him in the power of what his son has accomplished for us. And so having that in mind, it shouldn't shock us then that we hear Jesus telling us in the gospel, blessed are the poor, blessed are the hungry, blessed are the weeping, blessed are those who are hated, 
Blessed are those who were excluded for those who were insulted. Why? Because if we are those things, we are not relying on ourselves and our own power to make ourselves holy. We are forced to rely on him in the power of the resurrection of his son. And so Jesus goes further to tell us those people should rejoice and leap for joy because those people are willing to be formed into the living, the living image, the likeness of me. He says, woe to those people who are rich, those who are filled now, who are relying on themselves and what the world offers them. Woe to those who laugh now. Woe to those who seek to be spoken well of by this age, because those people choose to rely on themselves rather than on me. So last image for us before we continue on with Mass. I was praying a few months ago, and the Lord gave me this image, and I was climbing a mountain, and I was relying on myself, and I made it all the way up to the top of the mountain, and this just reveals a lot about Father Luke and whether or not he's developing or seeking to be discovered. But I get up to the top of the mountain, I rely on myself, I'm on top of the world, I'm looking down on creation, I'm dominating, I made it, and what's the first thing that I do? Take a selfie, right, of course, because the world's got to see me. But then we forget that, uh, right, you can't snap and upload from on top of a mountain. And so Jesus gave me this memory, this image, and he asked me when I was standing on top of that mountain, he asked me this question, Luke, what grows on top of mountains? Answer, nothing. I am not a God who has come to produce life in the places where you choose to rely on yourself on your own efforts, in your own way of seeing. I am not a God who is capable of producing life when you rely on yourself and not on me. I am a God who has come to produce life not on the mountain peaks, but in the valleys of the world that I have created and in the hearts of my children. And so, brothers and sisters, our mother, the church, challenges us today to be real, honest, humble, and brave in giving the Father permission to see us not where we are relying on ourselves, but where we need to rely on him in order to be freed, healed, and won more fully by the power of the gospel of his son. In the first reading today, we heard Jeremiah tell us, cursed is the one who trusts in human beings, who seeks his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. And the psalmist, to counter what Jeremiah tells us, told us, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. And so, Father, we ask for the grace in a special way in this Mass to make you and what your Son has accomplished for us by the power of Easter the foundation of our lives. Give us the grace, the strength, the wisdom, and the humility to be won more fully by you for your gospel, that we might be formed into the living image and likeness of your Son.